Let's go! It's time! Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up! In the jungle, we unite and up! Trippin' orange and black and white, Who day when we fight, live and die in these stripes, uh! Now who gotta move rockin' on? Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Del Alman, joined by, uh, well, my actual co-host for once this week, Joe and Derek, and our special guests tonight are the Super Goodberry Brothers. What's going on, fellas? What's up, guys? What's up, boys? How we doing? Yeah, you can only do like three dudes before you get copyrighted. Is that the rules? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> do, do, do. But do you need more than that? So, no. so the rule is the rule is three dudes makes you what? Three dudes. Or is it, I thought it was just one. <laughs> hey, it's not gay if it's in three way. Number one, that's always Never. rule number one. As long what are you singing that the other the day? Three is a female. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> up for debate. Uh, they, did, they did not specify, did they? She said not gay in a three-way, so. That's the only part you took out of that, huh? Two That's minutes. Got, Two minutes. We couldn't make it. Took. All it took. We're all just waiting took. for people to get in. <laughs> yeah. And that includes the intro. Oh, this this is like the Pick 6 <laughs> podcast. They spend about 15 minutes talking nonsense, and then they, you know, dive into the real stuff. Oh, yeah, it's like that, except we spend the whole time talking yeah, about it. Yeah, well, things. yeah, that's so, We don't talk about anything. Man, it's not super gay. It's a little. <laughs> Medium? It's a five-way. Listen, like Will. Super Mario, we got a whole theme this week. SmackDown ain't got nothing on us. Well, if it's... See, same question. What if it's three <laughs> dudes? <laughs> Not as gay as Derek's mustache. He's got a, he's got a point. He's got a point. That is, that is very One of these days I'll shave. I'm just too lazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Joe <laughs> Joe has many rooms. <laughs> no, this is the this is the game room. What you normally see is the office, but it's I like half took it apart and uh so it's not I was like, I'll just sit out in the game room. Since Joe started doing subscriptions, he bought a 10-room house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to make the joke, but he beat me the to gr- it. The gray room up, or the red room, that's right. Yeah. Zero millions went to, like, little less than zero millions. Oh. <laughs> How's that going? How's that going, Joe? Still closer to zero millions than one million. Yes, so, yes, yes. Let, you know, if you put it on a spectrum, still very close to zero. Very close like, to the zero. <laughs> But it's been two and a half weeks, and we are should be crossing 550 subscribers, which I am uh, very happy to, to to see and thankful for everyone that has done that. Uh, if you're not subscribed, you're missing some player evaluation, some film breakdowns, some data, some uh, nice long threads, and maybe some Twitter spaces where I get on and shoot the shit with you guys for an hour, an hour and a half a week or so. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll admit I haven't subscribed yet, but I haven't had a chance to do really anything. Come on, Derek. The value value is going to come during the season, so you're good. Stop paying for the – Blue check mark for Bengals and Bruce. Subscribe for us. Subscribe to some real content, unlike Just Bengals and Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are your plans during the season for, for subs, Joe? Yeah, so I, I've got some fun stuff coming up in terms of content. Uh, you're going to get scattering reports on every veteran player on the roster during the summer. It's going to be almost like a a book, if you will, but you know, digitally. Uh, you'll get that before the season kicks off. And then, but during the season, it's going to be a lot of stuff on Twitter with Twitter spaces is, is also uh, Sunday mornings as we're getting amped up for the game. You'll be in there afterwards. We'll have reactions, podcasts and stuff. I record thoughts on the games, upcoming games, opponents, yada, yada. You know, all the things I've pretty much done in the past, whether that's written work, uh, data collection, film stuff, podcasting, but you're going to get it all again. So if you liked it before, you're going to get it. How many awesome. special appearances do we get from Glenn? I'm actually a subscriber out of support for my brother. He didn't ask what a me guy. for it, but I so I now I can jump in and give my t- my two cents. Even though you know I'm a Bills fan, I still follow the Bengals pretty closely. So you get a little bit of uh, you know the good very variant sprinkled in there too. Either talking shit, maybe adding a little bit of uh, outsider's point of view, maybe adding a little bit of uh, whatever spice I can add, but. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for him. I'm excited to see Joe take this next step. Obviously, I've watched Joe work work hard at this and using Twitter and you know other other vessels for uh, putting his his heart and soul into football and uh, getting stuff out there for people that want to consume want to consume Joe. Oh Jesus! Oh, and abuse Joe apparently. Many want to, but, <laughs> but some people think it's the opposite. That Joe is forcefully making them subscribe mm-hmm. he's forcing you know, himself what's interesting is joe still does offer a varying level of free content he's on bengals on the brain <laughs> on youtube and he still uses his twitter account the same way he did before now subscribers get an extra layer or i'll say layers of content on top Look of it. this There's guy also huh? a discord is he also a discord i know i wasn't even prepared for this <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> There's also a Discord group that comes along with it that That's you can true. also chat with other subscribers. Even if Joe's not there, you can be fully involved with this with this elite group. Not elite. Nah, don't, that is that <laughs> is a, a good selling. That, that is a good sales pitch. I was gonna say it's it's like-minded people. If you like to look at things analytically and talk about mock drafts on a Friday at mm-hmm. midnight, there's a group of people that are doing that in the Discord. And, you know, he, no trolls in there, which is nice, you know, because you're getting people that yep. want to be in there. Yeah, It sounds like a lot like the uh, – I don't know if you're familiar with the fancy footballers or not, but for uh, fancy, yep. they have a thing called the Foot Clan. And it sounds uh, of course very, very similar to that. Yeah. But of course, you're paying a lot more for their time. Do you have a cool name? Yeah, you got no. to think, think of a cool name for it. Oh, that's – that. <laughs> think of a – Good. The Dingleberry Man. Clan or something. I don't know. If what? Only, if only Why the hell did a... you go there? That was like the fucking worst name you could have came up with. <laughs> I'm a Dingleberry guy. I was, What's up? I was thinking it was spin on I want to be a Dingleberry. Some, some reason. Right. You can hang from his nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Uh, yeah, that's not good. Don't we don't want that. Uh, we want to. We want to stay away from that. It's yeah. not. If only, if only okay. you had something on your hat, like a logo or something that had a cool name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, the oh. next run of hats is going to go out to subscribers first, and, and if there's Ooh. any left, oh. then they'll go to the public. So uh, right. that is. I got a sub, and it's going to come with a discount for them as well, obviously. But I, I did want to say, can I say one more thing? Because just because Dale brought it up. Um, you know, there are some people aren't going to like it, and some people aren't going to subscribe. That is a hundred percent okay. I they can eat. They can eat a whole bag of dicks. They can if they want to. If that's what they have for lunch, then you got to eat. Everyone's got to eat for lunch. But uh, the point I, was, I wanted to make is, it's not for everyone. That is okay. I did like people. I got to stay. I forget sometimes that a lot of people have followed since the Bengals have gotten good. And that's right when I stepped away from making content as a as a profession, as a, or at least semi-professionally, right? I stepped away in 2020. The Bengals got really good. And now people are like, why are you? What are you doing? Like, this is what I used to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did it either for free on Twitter or for The Athletic or Bengals Wire or Cincy right. Jungle and all these other places, Locked on Bengals. Bengals. Like, of course. That's when I see Joe. I'll let right. you continue. But I see it's like, Jake Cliss goes to the – and he is – but do we forget that it was you and Jake? There's That's a lot of people who don't know Alex there Erickson. There's a lot I've, of people that don't know. Yeah, there is. I, that one that one made me laugh because I was like, oh, okay. Well, when I left Lockdown, I had like 32,000 followers, right? That's when I was like done with everything. I'm at 78,000. So more people now don't know me at doing it at a professional level. So they don't understand that I'm trying to get back into it. And yeah. because Twitter has this program now that allows me to do it, Man, I could take it from – I only was able to ever get to a five. If it works and goes the way I dream and hope it to build, if I can get it to a ten, it can be my job, which is Hell what yeah. we would all That's love to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, people follow you more now because there's a lot more positive news to talk about. Now, if they were both doing this together, that would be a <laughs> But – it seems like there's been some negative news out there lately, and that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Hold on, let me suck Joe off for a quick second. No, okay, we're ahead, done with that. Ahead. We can keep going. No, because <laughs> he honestly should be. I've said this for years. He I, he should be doing draft coverage for an NFL network and the SPM. I've said it for years. My brother would agree with me, and we don't agree on a, a lot of things. So that's one of them. All right, that thank Joe you. Barry's the fucking man. When it comes to this stuff, and and I won't always agree with you, Joe, and that is perfectly fine. That's fine. But you put the work in, and you put the time in, yes. and you're you have a very your opinion makes sense if people want to listen. Now, some people just don't want to listen to anything but their own fucking head. So, well, I'm sure we'll get to that part eventually oh, yeah. here of some arguing lately. Yep. And I would like to say, if you don't follow me, this isn't my pitch to follow me. But there are a lot of people that are angry at me that don't follow me. You may see one tweet out of a stream of 100 on the topic. If you see one that makes you mad, there's probably either I'm exploring the other side. I'm I'm seeing what, you know, other opinions could be out there. I will run the whole circle, run the entire train on the Joe Mixon topic before I come to my conclusion. And that sometimes I don't even get to a conclusion, but I will explore everything. Exactly. Yeah, no, and that's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the thing I appreciate about you, Joe, is like, I feel like, when you've made an opinion, like Dale said, you know, you've done your homework and you are able to keep emotions out of it where a lot of fans aren't. 
and a lot of I don't really feel emotions, so that's <laughs> like, <probably why. laughs> like you do really Glenn, well just Glenn, making a Glenn, has Joe always been dead inside? No, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's lying to you. I've seen him cry over Homeward Bound when we were kids. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not he's not always that soft. Oh man, he's always that hardcore. He's he's got a soft side. He knows, yeah. but he does separate it in his head. You know, and sometimes. I have a hard time being an emotional fan because I don't see it in the same perspective. And Joe helps me with Bill stuff, even to level off a little bit. And, yep. you know, it's right. I don't Everyone's got a friend like that where it's like, am I crazy or is, you know, should they do this? this and they like, I'd be like, hey, just relax, man. Has yeah, anyone ever crazy. called you the Elderberry? <laughs> hey, that's, no. I like that. <laughs> I do like that. That's a pretty cool name. That's interesting. I think, I think we should adopt that for dead. Something. Oh yeah, the old man. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, get him a jersey. It's like elderberry. Ah, yeah, he would dig he it. Would love it. Works. Yeah. All right, so Glenn, what has the Bills done this off season? Well, they seem a little mild. We're up against the cap. Brandon Bean has typically done pretty good at manipulating the cap or almost making it feel like it, it's non-existent. <clears throat> and the Bills have. Um, liquid you know cash that they can move around and you know the owners have some pocket deep pockets so they're able to do some different things um this off season we've got we've added to the offensive line um and free agency a couple players that are gonna um you know compete for positions and they're very interchangeable the bills do like that they like versatility on their offensive line they like it on their defensive line um so far, you know, it sounds like jack shit. You've done nothing. Well, <laughs> I, personnel-wise, it's very much the same other than Singletary's gone and McKenzie's gone, who are two offensive contributors. Yeah, Got Jordan Poyer back. One big thing Boyer is – huge, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the bigger things is Leslie Frazier not returning as defensive coordinator. Now you got Buffalo, who's had a top – you know, 10 defense the last few years under Leslie Frazier, but it has not been able to show up in big situations, playoffs necessarily. They played some, you know, wild concepts against Cincinnati. They did it against Kansas city, which helped them stay in the game, you know, two years ago when uh, you had that big, uh, um, you know, big Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, and it left the entire NFL thinking Josh Allen and the bills are going to win it last year. Um, I think it was a way the Bills sort of respectfully moved on a little bit from Frazier, gave him an opportunity to, uh, you know, go explore some stuff, especially when they hired an assistant to the to uh, Sean McDermott and the defense. As soon as they hired him before Frazier was gone, I was like, I was thinking Frazier's on a last leg and McDermott's probably going to start calling defensive plays and then Frazier was gone. So that's what's going to happen this year. And uh, that's probably the biggest move in the offseason. And uh, maybe there's some buzz about uh, Hopkins being traded to Buffalo. I have seen that. Yeah. yeah so it's like I I think I seen today that that would be like a, a top destination or they're most likely or something is what I read. But didn't you just say they're, yeah, they're I'm up also against reading the cap, that, though? I mean, I was just reading recently that breaking up a little bit. You guys there? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're good. Okay, I was reading a little bit earlier that um, other teams are looking that they're getting the feeling that the Cardinals are trying to do some uh, salary cap dump off with them, and now his value's dropping a little bit as far as the trade goes. I do think it's a move that 
interests me a lot. And I would be kind of excited if Buffalo did something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they need something to get him over the hump. Vaughn Miller was there last year to do it. And obviously he couldn't make it into the playoffs and, uh, we'll see, you know, I, uh, with Josh, I don't think we're necessarily counted out, but I also don't want him carrying this reputation that he can't do it in the playoffs. You know, they can win 13 games the regular season. They can't do it in the playoffs. So hopefully at least he's not Lamar Jackson. Now, will Vaughn, yeah. is he scheduled to be back to start the year off of his injury? He- so a month or so ago, he was very optimistic about being able to start the season with this injury. Trey White, who took a total of a, of a year and then a few weeks after he was cleared to come back uh, before McDermott was comfortable enough to let him, you know, get into the lineup again. Um, we'll see. I would assume anywhere between the start of the season and Thanksgiving, it, it, depending on how he progresses. If it was me, honestly, with Vaughn being a veteran player and he knows how to play freaking football, I would mm-hmm. almost want him to come back a little later, less risk of getting injured right. during the season. <clears throat> exactly. Um, we had a question from Lisa. Where did you get your shirt? And show off the shirt. Bring so, titties up closer to the camera. Yeah, I think there were a couple of people asking about the shirt. So that's, this that's, shirt... We got a local spot here in Buffalo is 26 shirts. His name's Del Reed. He's actually kind of a friend of Joe and I. Um, the creator of Bill's Mafia. Bill's oh, okay. He, he really is. He coined the term. And uh, so he's got a spot here, and he does themed shirts and donates every every proceeds to his shirts go to different charities or different families dealing with certain struggles and situations. And this one was – over the Demar Hamlin situation, the Bills Bengals game down in Cincinnati. Obviously, you got a Buffalo and a Bengal Tiger embracing each awesome. other, and so I bought the shirt, you know, a couple months ago when it came out, and I've been wearing it occasionally since. That and, playoff uh, game though made people a little weird about yeah. the Bengals around here, but <laughs> I think it's just friendly rivalry now. Cool. That's yeah. the second shirt that Dell has done with twenty six shirts of a Bengal and a Bill hugging it out, a Bengal and a Bison hugging it out, and it was after the. The Tyler Boyd, Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd on fourth and thirteen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, does he have a website or anything for people that twenty six shirts? Twenty six shirts Yeah, check out twenty six. Exactly. Yeah. It's because every two weeks it's a unique shirt. Once it's done after two weeks, so there's twenty six. You know, by weeks in a in a and he's in a year. Once that's it's done, it. after that's it. They're gone. So you got to get it yeah. at that time. It's, gone. Oh, it's well, genius. That's brutal. Yeah. But I mean, yes, it's genius, but it's also brutal. If someone wants that specific shirt. <laughs> yeah, it looks that's like it. Uh, looks like Joe's about to about to pull it up. Yeah, um, uh, I wasn't sure if he was going to pull the, the website up or not. Oh, I can pull it. No, up. he was just going to yeah, type yeah, it in. Yeah. Derek, Derek, why are you so damn demanding? I'm not. <clears throat> I said, I'm, I'm, it looks I'm plugging like, the guys. What's demanding about that? And said, why are you two wearing matching like, shirts? Why hey, are you because two wearing matching this, shirts? Because we, it is not your average Joe today. Very nice. So we've got our, our, um, not your average Joe. And I thought from. I was sucking his dick for a couple minutes. I mean, your jaw looks like it was you a two little. Are I mean, my name is Joe too, by the way. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're that's right. true. <laughs> this is true. But um. No, I was just going to ask you about the. You said it's a uh, seems to be a pretty friendly rivalry. Do you what's the deal with what would you what do you think the difference is between the Bills rival rivalry with the Bengals and the Chiefs rivalry with the Bengals? Because for some reason, these guys they won a Super Bowl and yet they're always in our mentions still, 
Sheriff Calkins. Suck. Well, I mean, the the Bengals obviously have a number on the Chiefs, right? They're, they've other than just this AFC Championship game since Joe Burrow's taken over, and the Bengals are, you know, one of the best positions they've ever been in. It's um, it's different in that regard because I think Kansas City really sort of when it matters owns Buffalo. They've been that hump. They've been why we've built the defense to try to stop Pat Mahomes. They've been, um, you know, that monkey on the back for the Bills. And then now we got Cincinnati too. Um, but Cincinnati feels a little bit different than Kansas City does, especially, you know, with the history. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's different that capacity, even though it did get a little ugly right after that loss. It was getting real yeah, bad. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on with the Eli Apple stuff. And, um, you know, even I got involved with it a little bit because it was it, it was emotional. That loss was emotional. The Bills were flat. The Bengals were fired up. And in, in my opinion, we didn't know it yet, but the Bills lost that game before it even started. So. Glenn was hurling out of the car on the ride home oh from God. that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So oh, we, no. I need to hear this. We this wait is, yeah. and we walk back to the to the car, right? And it's you, it's so hard to get out of that stadium. Like, there's no as it tends to be from any stadium. But we partied for like two more hours, right? Mm-hmm. So we're there. We meet these guys from Toronto. Big a big businessman. Some other guy comes over with a bottle of cheap champagne. We, I'm drinking that. Glenn's drinking that. Uh, but I blacked out after the champagne. I really do. <laughs> this not. is what I'm I getting. Remember. Okay, go ahead. I'm talking to this guy from Toronto, and I look over, and Glenn's just kind of like staring off, like his back's to me, and he's just like looking at the moon, and the snow's slowly coming down, and he's just, I, he turns around, he's teary eyed and stuff, and he's just sad, and we hug it out, we talk a little bit, but I'm like, he's. He's going through it right now. And he's smashed. I was taking that loss really hard. Yeah, and he's smashed, like, completely. And I'm like, all right, this is funny. And then, so now the, the parking lot clears out, and, and we take off. And we're driving, and we're still – it's still kind of slow. We're maybe going 25 miles an hour on these roads. And Glenn's like, and next thing I know, he rolls down that window and just – Rolls it up. He's like, I'm all right. I'm okay. I just need to get that out. Two minutes later, oh, no. projectile. Oh, oh damn! And then I, I I passed back out, and then we're on the the highway home. We're on the throughway, and I remember putting the window down, and just I was half bodied out of that car, doing you know fifty five miles an hour out of that SUV, and throwing up all down the the skyway we got here in Buffalo that rolls through downtown Buffalo. Right. It was, and our friend that drove us, I ended up Venmoing her like thirty bucks for a car wash the next morning. It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Happens to the best. We've, of us, I was man. gonna say we've all been there. Oh, I've yeah. had to, I had one night coming back from Dave and Buster's like that, and it was it was rough. Yeah. Dave and Buster's nice. Mm. <laughs> Derek, I don't even want to hear you had one. You died on us in the parking lot this season. This season. we thought you were dead. We were checking your pulse. You sat down and you I don't recall out, that. I don't and recall no one that. could wake you up. Derek, you look like a pirate. That's what we do. Hey, I got I'm trying to get the curl going. I see. He's a musketeer, you know? man. He's D'Artagnan. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. I you know, Sarah loves Orlando Bloom, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's you look like Orlando Shroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Well, and I'm sure you guys know Bills are playing in Cincinnati again this upcoming yeah. year. Obviously, we don't know the date yet. I hope you guys are planning on making it. I'm sure. Yeah, that'll definitely be a trip. We'll 99% be, be there for. Awesome. Hopefully it's nice weather. I mean, we lucked out with that January game and it was like 60 degrees oh, and yeah. it was like gorgeous. I mean, lucked yeah. out, I guess. Wow. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Well, it, was that was weird. Like, it was a weird. It was one of the coolest weird days. Like, it was. Like the vibe it was weird. Was just so different. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. in the stadium was like so electric. Even the playoff game after that against the Ravens was not near that electric. But it no. went from yeah. so electric to just oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I never I mean, felt anything like that. That, that lead weird. up. Yeah. My and vision I, I, was blurry inside that stadium. Like it was it was so loud and vibing and it was crazy. Like it was almost hurting my head for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember and there was nothing but just positive experiences with Bills fans. And then I remember when I finally got to my seats. Uh, there were some Bills fans, you know, sitting a couple seats down for me. And I remember right before the game started, I said, hey, good luck to you guys. You guys are awesome. And it was just like nothing but just positive vibes. It was like the most positive experience I'd had. Yeah. And then, of course, we know what, what, what you know, we could have defeated was- uh, Vigo, the, Car- the, Carpe- uh, the Carpathian with those type of uh, high end vibes. Right, Glenn? Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Ghostbusters, too. from Ghostbusters? And I fucking love it. You know how they're all singing and and it's New Year's and they're all like, you know, they get the. All right. I was going to say, which one is that? Because I haven't seen the original Ghostbusters in (laughs) Ghostbusters too. I'm just watching Dale's face. I haven't seen. It's probably been a good 20 years since I've seen that movie. Jesus. It's been a long time since I've seen that. All right. So, yeah, we're just, uh, since everyone else is already doing it, let's make them Pork chops is throwing haymakers. You need to stay in lot one so I can beat oh, man. Fuckers. Speaking of Bengals, causing a Bengals great divide. Bengals offseason is fucking tripping this year. They yeah. are. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of, like, blasting each other, let's talk a little bit about Joe Mixon and, and the situation, like, I don't understand why and you let's can't blast have an opinion. Yeah, I don't understand why you can't have an opinion on something without somebody absolutely hating you right now in Bengals in the Bengalverse. It's weird. Can I say something from an outsider's perspective? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Please do. I think I think there's a particular fan or fans that have a large cult following that also think they're very oh, close with certain That's why players. I'm all, uh, and that they have ties and they Clark Harris. they have ties to certain players and they're they're very Clark friendly Harris. with certain players so on social media they have to respect that um you know that potential relationship that they may have with some players on the team and they have their cult sort of fired up behind them about this and uh it I don't like calling it a cult also, though well, no, you, just, you, you have also been called that you right. have a cult. Yeah. So. But right. I I have a cult now, too. Iceman said I have a cult, so I'm just going to roll with it. I would love to have a cult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fun. just – I'm not – and I'm not looking for you guys to even say any input for no divide or whatever you guys yeah. might think. And I'm just saying, from my opinion, I've seen it, and this is how I feel. <clears> I'm not going to say any names. Yeah. But that's how I feel, and that's what Bengals Twitter is sort of feeling like right now. Like – and I would say I follow 60% of my followers and people I follow are Bengals fans. 
So I'm yeah. very into in the mix with it. So yeah. So I got- uh, well, before you go, I'll, I'll be a fucking asshole and I'll say <laughs> Zim's fucking tripping. Zim, and I'll say the fucking name is fucking tripping, loses his fucking mind about this shit. And there's really no reason for it because like we're all Bengals fans, dude. But you're really like. You're 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 saying that you're not a fan if you want him to restructure or take less money. Like, come on, man! No one's saying Mixon's ass or anything. Right. I mean, there is some people. There's always some yeah. people that say stuff, but the majority of people are not saying that. They're saying it's hard to pay a running back thirteen million dollars, and, and that's just an opinion. Right. And, and it's not like trying to hate on anything. Yeah, it doesn't but mean then, we think like, he's washed. I mean, but then sorry. but hey, then stop. you you tag people like Willie Lutz and you say, oh. Well, you, you're a fuck. Oh, look, I see what you're doing. And all Willie was saying is that Zeke is a decent pass blocker. There's no reason to do that shit and try to divide all this fan base for no reason. Then you want to come out and say you're joking. Well, you weren't fucking joking. You weren't because you wouldn't have fucking said it in the first place because this shit's been going on for a week or two. Like, it, it's kind of fucking stupid to me. And I just don't appreciate it. Because I don't like dividing the fan base. It's fucking dumb. I've seen it with tailgates that divide each other. And I think it's fucking stupid. And that's my opinion. I'm sorry. Continue. All right, so Joe Mixon. (laughs) Can I say from my perspective, I am never intending to divide anyone. That may happen organically. Um, I do think people... Because I have met Zim. Had a great time with Zim. I like Zim, to be honest with you. And... He's got to cater to his audience. We all do. You guys do have to on this show as well. I, I try to, uh, you know, with Twitter. Shit, I don't even like Derek. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is that what people want, want to hear about is the topic you may go on. It doesn't mean they have to agree with you. It just means like, you know, if they want, let's talk about this. And also the other part is knowing your audience as well. If you're a beat writer that has to look that player in the face you kind of skirt around how things are said, right? You may say, yeah. the Bengals could cut this guy or could, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you know the guy personally or have hung out with him or he's done you favors, maybe he's come on your show, whatever the case may be, you may walk even on eggshells a little bit more and not want to say or maybe defend the guy. Right. Um, if you if none of that applies and you're just looking at it based on numbers and or film or whatever you use to make your evaluation, your opinion may come off as a little bit harsher and a little more cold. And I have been called that plenty of times. Uh, so like, you know, I, I, I get it from all perspectives, but at the same time, I want to say to the cult following out there that if I'm having a disagreement or if I don't agree with somebody else, it doesn't mean I hate the guy. It doesn't mean I don't try to take any personal shots at anyone, to be honest with you. No. I just, it's about the player and the team and how I would build a roster, or how I think they should. Uh, so I try to, you know, stop it there. I'm never going to like quote tweet somebody or, or uh, take a screenshot of them and say, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or what he's doing or yada, yada. I try to refrain from doing things like that. And I would hope the followers do the same and not make it personal. Yeah, and I, I and anything I said, I don't want to be personal, but I, I also don't want to skirt around what we're talking about and be like, oh, it's a. So I'm just saying, like, I, to me, and it's fun. Like, I'd love to have Zim. I'll have Zim again on the show if he wants to talk about it. But um, I, I just I don't see any reason. Like, we're all Bengals fans, and hell, here here's Glenn, who's a Bills fan. Who's just looking from an outsider perspective? I know he's your brother, but in general, like you can see the people that are trying to 
make division for no reason. Like, why? There's no reason. Like, and a lot of it is we're not saying, like I said, that Mixon's bad. Like, I think Mixon's a solid. He had his best receiving season. We have talked about that stuff. Like, we, like, as far as this show, we have never said that. But we also said, especially going into free agency, if I could free up that money, $10 million basically by designating him a post-June 1 cut, that I would do that because that's $10 mm-hmm. million I could put to somewhere else. And I think I could get another running back that maybe could perform better and even in the draft. And so, but I've also said, hey, if Mixon's back and they're going to pay him because that didn't work out, cool. Joe Mixon's a good running back. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know why it's like you got to be somewhere on this side or that side. Mm-hmm. There is no side. It's just, and we're all fans. And we all have opinions. Why can't we just have opinions and be respectful to each yeah. other? Yeah, that, that that's right. day, not that hard to respect one another. Um, but yeah. you know, the, the, the most absurd and extreme takes—they're they're heard the loudest, sadly, in a, in a social media, you know, setting. But you know, I'm, I'm you know, me. I'm, I'm the biggest mixing stan. I was defending him when people are saying. You know, P, P. Ryan needs to be that was starting. Me. That was me. Well, I, said, I said maybe he should. I was when, just he was, like, when he was playing I good. P. Ryan and all, but, but come it on. was a good, healthy right. conversation between right. us. I'm with Joe over here. I was the same way. I was like, no, Mixon's still the better option. No, I know. Yeah. Well, I get it. Like, I even low key was like, I kind of agreed too. Like, yeah. He was just was, the Stephen A. Smith on our show for the moment. He just had to have a different opinion. And P. Ryan was doing his thing. From what we felt about P. Ryan last year to this oh, year, definitely. I mean, yeah. it was a he definitely was yeah. Yeah. He earned I wanted, I wanted the Bills to pick P. Ryan up. A lot of the, teams did. I wanted thing? Singletary. I wanted to get Singletary. The blocker, yeah. And he's young. And- <laughs> yeah, the one thing I didn't want to pick your, your brain about, Joe, so – you know, my, my whole thing with, with Mixon is like Good people day, are saying, Michael. cut him to cut Sorry, him to I, I have to interrupt when it's Michael. He took me to my first Bengals game. <laughs> Mike Scott. Michael Scott over here. That's yeah. my guy. That's Mike. my guy. And he owns – he's part owner of the Donut Distillery, which I bought that stuff. Nice. Uh, he has yep. one down here in Portsmouth. So. That Love was you, week Mike. one, right? Yeah. That week one? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Shout out to Sorry. Mike. That's Mike. my dude. That's, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. Um. So my, my whole thing when, you know, people are saying we can save money by cutting mix sense, like, okay, well, what are we going to spend that money on? You know, we don't, we're not just going to cut them just to save right. money. I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. So where are we going to allocate it to, you know, so with the money that we have to allocate towards our, our draft class, any undrafted free agents, like, how tight is our, our cap situation from, from what you've looked at, Joe? Depends on how tight the Bengals want to go because not everyone goes directly 100% to the cap. Sure. They usually have some wiggle room just in case things happen throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, I would say they're within 10 to $13 million of where they want to be. So, okay. And that's before extending Burrow. That's before Are attempting. Under, or under? Under, yeah. So they have 10 to 13 to spend still after rookies, after practice squad. Because you got to remember, too, even if it's like $7.5 million to, to sign all seven of your picks, every time a rookie makes the roster, he's kicking off a veteran off. that makes more money after round like three. So any if the round three through seven make it, you're actually saving money. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it people look at the rookie pool and, and overinflate it. I love Jeff Hobson, but every time he writes about it, he just... <laughs> 
he completely mishandles it and fumbles for it. For 10 years straight. Like, it's a <laughs> yearly <laughs> tradition, by the right. way. We right. all he's, love Jeff. He's the man, Jeff. honestly. But, like, yeah, at this point, yeah. I'm, I just can't read it anymore. But he's still the man. Anyways, if that leaves them with 10 to 13 to spend this year, that's when you start to say, okay, if Burrow is going to get about $10 million increase this year against the cap, that's that right there. And that's why I think cuts, extensions, restructures should still be on the table at this point. Because uh, I, I know one of the arguments is, why cut Mixon now? There's no one left in free agency. And you might be right. They're not going to go spend $7 million on Dalton Reisner, even though they probably should. They're not going to. Yes, He's, I would love that. So He's even if they me. didn't, <laughs> right, whatever the case may be, I think there's a few guys they may get, maybe get that $13 million down to $10 million, right, with a, with a couple small uh, free agents. But – at that point, if you save $10 million on Mixon, if you save $7.5 million on Lael Collins, so now we're adding $17 million. If you save $12.6 million on Jonah Williams, now we're back in the range, right? Now yeah. we're in the, okay, you can actually go get Dalton Reisner or somebody else, Cam Fleming, or whoever you may, whoever may be a pass rusher that's still sitting out there while paying at least Burrow, maybe Logan Wilson and T. Higgins. So with, with the extensions, you know, Burrow, Higgins, maybe Logan – uh, even readers eligible. So I, I'd read somewhere that if they do these extensions after March 31st, that they're not counting against this year's cap. Is that, that's, is that wrong? Yeah, that's not the cap. That's for the escrow. So if I give you $30 million guaranteed after March 31st, I can split a portion between this year and next year. So it doesn't all, I don't have to sign a check for full 30 million right now and give it to you. I can split it up over the course That's of more about liquidity months. and cash. Yes. Salary cap. Okay. Thank you. And now the salary, the, the salary cap, if Joe was to sign his contract today, it's it, his contract still wouldn't account against the, con, the cap this year. Correct. So he's got the fourth year right now, obviously, and then they're going to pick up his fifth year option. That'll be your first sign that they're about to extend him. They'll pick up the fifth year option first. You'll hear that and then expect the extension to be announced pretty soon right. afterwards uh, because you do that because if he's, I want to say, what is it? 16 million against the cap this year. And then mm -hmm. the fifth year option is 30 million. So that's two years at 46 million. Even if we split that down the middle, 23 million a year would be great. We'd take Joe, Mc, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow for that anytime. Uh, mm -hmm. So even if he gets a five years, 250 million, which is 50 million per year, you still have the two years left of his current deal. Added on to that, it brings the average actual cap it down below fifty million. So it's not always, you know, what you hear when you see the new big deal. You always got to think about the previous money that's still in there, and it'll bring his average down. So uh, even if he does sign a big extension, I assume new money will be put into this year's cap it. Even though he'll get a huge signing bonus and make a lot of cash this year, his cap it will still probably go up a little bit, so that you don't have. $50 million hits across the board in okay. 2025, 26, 27. Instead, you can go 26 million this year, 34 million next yep. year, and then 45, 45, 45. Right. Okay. All right. So now we got to talk Power Rangers, right? Because Derek was dealt a devastating blow right before the show about what that. happened. I was. <laughs> so I thought the new Power Rangers that was coming out was a movie. I was so hyped of it for it, so excited for it. Because it looks like you could put 90 minutes and make that into something great. And then I heard that from, from your brother that it's only going to be one episode. Oh, really? 
So, yeah, it's a 30th anniversary episode, and they brought back uh, a handful of the OGs, and um, but they mixed them up too. There's some odd continuity in there, but there's also some politics with uh, the the actors in their current state 30 years later. But um, yeah, so it's going to be a 30th anniversary episode. And do we know uh, how long? Is it a 45 minute episode? I, I'm hearing it's it's a little longer than 30 minutes. It could be anywhere between 30 and an hour. But yeah, Rita's return. There's a pretty cool trailer, actually. I don't know if you saw it, Joe. I'm gonna have to. I, might I did to, see it, and that's why I wondered. Okay. It, you know, I was like, okay, I'll watch this. I'm sure the kids will be into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it'll be on Netflix, so it'll be pretty available. I remember the 25th anniversary episode was tough to watch because it was on Nickelodeon, and for some reason, I didn't have Nickelodeon. But uh, I, now it's... I did see the Green Ranger was running through there, though. So I was going to ask yeah. if Jason David Frank filmed that. Uh, I hope scenes. so. No, so there was something going on there where he he did not uh, portray. He didn't bring his character back up because it was filmed most of it prior to his passing. Mm-hmm. And there's the same thing with uh, well, they they did bring back one of the original Reds. They, mm-hmm. um, Steve Cardenas is his name. He's he was in the Power Rangers movie from 1995. He was the second mm-hmm. Red Ranger after you know the three of them left. And uh, the original Red Ranger actor is in some hot water too lately. But yeah, now I, can you explain this to me? Like every one of them, they all obviously look older. The Black Ranger dude, he. He looks like he hasn't aged a bit. Zach, I mean, sure. yeah. I mean, this guy is, it's insane. It, yeah. Honestly, it pisses me off. It's great. You know, we all look like. Well, I just want to say black don't crack. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, he's 52. He looks great. Right? Is he really 52 years old? Yeah, I just looked him up. Walter Emanuel Jones. Wow. He's 52 years old and he looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does Good look great. Him. I mean, a lot of them are still in pretty good shape too. They do the Comic Con tours, and mm-hmm. I follow a lot of yeah. them on Instagram. They're all in really good shape. They're all pretty athletic still, and even they had martial arts and um, gymnastics backgrounds too prior to it, because obviously they wanted uh, you know some athleticism involved too with a martial arts kids show, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know, and and you're right. Like he he looks great. Even uh, David Yost, who played David Billy, Yost. like he's yeah. in shape. He's mm-hmm. a gymnast, and yeah, so it's kind of cool. You know, it's it was crazy back in the day when we were kids. It was a crazy show, and it was super hyped up. And you know, look at I, I got a whole friggin' shelf to it. I can't grow up here. <laughs> Zach Taylor, Greg Luther's on it. He knows yep. that Power Rangers. Yeah, is is the the original like Rita Repulsa still in around and involved? It sounds like her original voice, but I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's the original actress. It looked like in the in that trailer they rebuilt her. She's like robotic, mm-hmm. uh... but um, but the so they actually took in season one. It was Japanese footage. It was a show in Japan, right? Yeah, they I cut, remember that. They cut the footage. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And they did voiceovers. And then season two, they actually recasted the char- the character for Rita. And uh, then it's her voice, so it's a different voice for season two and three and so on. But, yeah. Yeah, There's I remember. To it. You know, I hadn't watched it for since I was a kid. And I remember, like, my, my son wanted to watch it. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'll go watch it. And then, like, yeah. watching it again as an adult, I'm like, 
why are her lips moving? But it's all okay. yeah. <laughs> it was so confusing. I was like, this sucks. I was watching it with my kids. I'm like, this show sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was rough. So, yeah, what about the Mario? Thank you, um, Dale from Bengals and Brews. What do you guys think about the new Mario yeah. movie coming out? Looks I awesome. It, I think it not, looks fun, yeah. I was going to say, not the uh, the dub one that they did. That one actually looked pretty cool, too, honestly. But um, Which, were you talking the one in the 90s? 90s? No, the I'm talking about the one that they I think was it Saturday Night Live that did a skit for it or something like that. I'll have to I'll have to look it up. But it was like the yeah, was pretty uh, Pedro odd, Pascal you know? was hosting Saturday yeah. Night Live. Oh yeah, they yeah. They did yeah. a skit I where it that. would be a live action Mario Brothers that with like hilarious. a Last of Us vibe. But it was like even like Mario Kart. It was, it was, uh, oh, that I did see that. I did see that. That was kind of cool, actually. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'll watch it, you know, because it, it's Mario Vasquez, I think. Is that what Dale said? That That's his name? Like, a lot of his movies he does are very good, but uh, Pedro Pascal. Mario Vasquez <laughs> is not even fucking close. It, hey, thanks, Dale. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm like off on another, another land, but. I've got a hot take for everybody. Okay. I'll, I wanted to wait for, for Joe and Dale to get back on because uh, I'll I'll let them bloat or you know destroy me for it. But I'm still here. I'm just ripping. Okay. Here. Okay. Um so were, were you gonna say you're gonna let them blow you? Like where were you going? I, yeah, I was one I, I was like blow me up and then I was like, I asked oh, I'll take okay. that. Somebody will take that the wrong way, so I'll just I'll just end it right there. But, just edit that out then. Yeah, for me. just Thanks. cut it, cut it. But uh like like I got clipped, but um, it's gonna end up on a clip on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it tied in. Um, Michael Mara had pro day today. He did have his pro day today, and everybody has their different opinion of what they want to happen and this and that. But I just I wanted to know what your opinion on. I think that Wilcox can do the same as far as like receiving wise and stuff <clears> that. Hayden Hurst did, and that was kind of my hot take. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> what about what about bringing back Drew Sample? Fuck you! God, what the fuck? <laughs> I just came back for this shit. <laughs> I don't think Wilcox can do what Hayden Hurst can do. I think he can be a number three tight end. That's fine. Someone that can. He's Maybe a good catch blocker. A, He's a good blocker. Catch a catch a touchdown, run some routes, do some things, but mm-hmm. that other guy cannot even block, and that's why he was drafted was to block. <laughs> I just Drew, think that like Sample or Devin Asiasi. Oi, oi, oi. The other one you said is who we're oh. talking about. But Drew Sample, uh, that's Dale's favorite. That's Cam Sample made a leap last year, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Coach Minich was on with Iceman and he had the take about uh Michael Mayer is your your wildest dreams, Drew Sample. And I, so I went on with Iceman, even though I didn't want to, because I had nothing nice to say about it. But Iceman's like, no, you should come on. And I was like, that is the dumbest fucking take I've ever fucking heard. I was just, as far as Wilcox goes, I was just thinking, you know, Hayden Hurst had, what, almost 500 yards last year. Mm-hmm. And four, was it four touchdowns? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I just think feel like in in six, 16 or seventeen games, I feel like Wilcox could do that same amount of of production. <laughs> no one agrees. 
Nobody okay. Does. So <laughs> that's that's part of like the thing that I think people struggle with with analysis overall is separating like good production or even solid production or bad production from what a player actually is, if they're good, right. bad, or not, right? Like you could have a bad player, have a great year. And yeah. be like, he's great now. Well, no, no, he just had better opportunity. Things happened, you know, it, it kind of, I don't want to, we like Tyler Boyd, but people are like, Tyler Boyd's a number one receiver. He spent three years as a number one. Yeah. The offense sucked every year, guys. <laughs> like that's not what you want as a number one. Like, so there, you know, role plays a, a, a big part in this pedigree, your athleticism, your size, your strength, all of these things. Um, so could Wilcox have 500 yards and three touchdowns? Yeah. It probably wouldn't mean your offense is good though, or at least you'd be struggling at tight end in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I, you know, I think he could do that. Do I want Mitch Wilcox to do that? No, I want to find somebody that can do more and be better. I think that would be a career year for Wilcox. Yeah. I and I'm not saying like skip tight end in the draft or anything. I'm just saying like because I, I have a feeling that he's going to be the one they bring back and then they yeah. they address in the draft. I hope he's the one they yeah, bring I mean, back. Yeah, I mean yeah we, we don't yeah. have anyone right now. So yeah. Now that was just why I started looking at it in through that that lens. It's a dumb fucking take. <laughs> Hurst was a fucking I told you. That is disrespectful to Hayden Hurst to say um, that. Right, would Wilcox create the play. energy that Hayden Hurst did? Hurst Hell would no. would truck somebody, lift that crop top up, and flex on everyone, and everyone yeah, like, and the that's hair too. and the beard. Right. Like, come on. Like I mean, that's all you need. Anybody can grow hair and a beard. Vibes, vibes I would, only. I would take, I would take Hurst in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I was very. You got her. We would like to have Dawson Knox. Right, I was going to say you, you got the better version in Dawson Knox. Yeah, but they also signed OJ Howard last year in hopes of something, right? I mean, there's, there's still something there that they want. Another that tight they end. Want out of, mm-hmm. Yeah, that they want another tight end. Well, the other guys ended up all getting hurt after that, so I think they. Yeah. Who, I can't remember the guy's name that got hurt after camp that they really liked. Oh man, he's like an H back type. Morris? No, who's the? You know what I'm talking about, man. It slipped my. We haven't thought about him for the Bills. This is for the Bills, guys. Sorry, I'm messing you guys up here. No, you're good. No, I'm, the, uh, up. yeah, I'm quitting Morris. Maybe. Jeez, I have to look at the roster. He had a great. No, he had a great uh, summer and then preseason, then got hurt after they cut OJ Howard. I'm looking what? it up right now. I was going to say well, as well. Charts. Actually, hold on. I have 400 papers, but in my folder here, I think I have that charts. If he's on it. I was going to say also, well, he wasn't because he missed the year, but I don't think Matt Minich is wrong on the uh, – he may have said it wrong. So here's – I'm going to say it better. Oh, my God, Judge. Don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm going to say it better than he did. He a six-round pick to a first-round pick. Well, remember, sampled wasn't well. Didn't go in the sixth round, so he, he should have been. He was great prospect, at eight, but Prospect Mayor hasn't went anywhere yet, so it's True. prospect to me. Just Correct. so you guys know, Santori offered me three dollars to bring this up. Just so you know, he texted me earlier when he saw I was on the show. <laughs> well, and Joe just brought it up for free. Up. You didn't even get three yeah, dollars. I I declined the three dollars, but you know he offered it. Just bitch. so you know. So. <laughs> As we know from Drew Sample, what we know now versus what we know at the at the time, 
Drew Sample was a really good blocker with really good hands at Washington. He didn't. I think he only had one drop the entire time. Twenty-five catches, two hundred fifty-two yards. Let me get there. Let me paint breakout season, Joe. Let me paint the picture. Let me paint the picture. (laughs) Dale pulled out his Google folder for this. He was ready. Right. Yeah. Right. So he had good size, good bulk, right? Everything you'd look for there. His testing. White white tight ends that are six five. Oh, compare them. Drew Sample had good size. He was the blocker. He had good hands. One drop in college. He also tested well enough across the board. They ended up having like a nine RAS, if you remember. Now, we know from watching him, he doesn't look like a 90 percentile athlete. He's just – he kind of lumbers. He doesn't really look – right, he's just fine. He's 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 a high-motor guy. He's definitely not a natural athlete – Nine ninety 90% RS. Listen to me. Let me paint it. I had a sixth ground grade on Drew Sample as well. And the reason was his production scores were so low because he was never a heavy contributor. And we've seen in the past, it's hard to outplay what you did in college. If you weren't a heavy contributor in college, and this goes for any prospect you like here, I'll talk about prospect or uh, production scores for the next month. And people are going to be mad at me when, when, Jeremy Rucker, I'm like, he should not go in the second round. His production scores are terrible, and people get mad. But the point is, it's hard to become a guy who is a fourth option to become anything more than that in the NFL. So when the Bengals took him, I'm like, this is bullshit. You guys are fucking up. He'll never be anything more than maybe a number two tight end that can block. Now, how does that relate to Michael Mayer? I think they have similar body sizes. I think that the testing as well for Mayer before his pro day today. So this is the comment he made before the pro day because he did his shuttle and agility stuff today, which ended up being better than expected, I think. So before today, it looked like Mayer, who was like an 85th percentile athlete after the combine. And you watch him on tape sometimes. He's not the fastest tight end off the line. He's not the most agile guy. He's not the quickest guy. He's not the best route runner. I mean, best, technically. Best contested catch guy. Technically, I think he's a good route runner, but just athletically, he's not the guy that's that's threatening on that stuff. Um, I agree. But what Mayer has is like a 98th percentile production score, meaning he's likely to be a tight end number one in the NFL. The What Drew Sample did not have in his profile that the Bengals just disregarded completely is what's going to slap them in the face with Michael Mayer. So if you took a Drew Sample and he was a top-end receiver in college he would have been worthy of a number two of the second round pick as all if you want to say he's the souped up version would be michael mayer then i'm not against that i think he's right because i don't think michael mayer will be antonio gates or travis kelsey or if, if like best case scenario we're saying okay, maybe, my aunt had a dick she'd be my uncle that he, I just can't he will not be boy. he will not be gronk because he's not he doesn't have that size and burst and athleticism he, hall of favors I know what I'm saying, but if you're taking a first-round tight end and a strong, super strong tight end class, he better be tremendous. He better be really good. It's same as running back. The two least valuable positions to draft in the first round are running back and tight end because they're because the replacement cost for them, then the best place to take them is second, third, fourth round. You can even get a Kittle and other guys in the fifth round. This has happened pretty routinely at yeah. tight end because it's a hard position to evaluate, and it takes long for them to develop. So, guys, so teams like – Eh, we're gonna wait a little bit. He's a uh, fifth that. round pick, you know, and he he it took him a while to, to get real good, but yeah. 
Knox Guys, was... free analysis. You like more analysis like this? Subscribe right was, now. What, for what was Lamar's business partner's name? <laughs> hey, hey, we guy. have five dollars right now on a super chat. Thank you, thank Rowdy. you, Rowdy. Yeah, people expecting a Gronk or Kelsey. Yeah, but Gronk second rounder, Kelsey third, which goes to Joe's point of like you can get you can't get these guys. But Mayor is far and away the best prospect at tight end overall in this draft. Yeah. In my right. But does uh, that mean he'll be the best one in four years? I don't Maybe. know that. I can't predict no the knows. future. No one knows so, that. But, but that's but, but I think if it was clear, you well, would be I can more tell confident you this. I can tell you this. Drew Sample was not gonna be the best ever and in, in my wildest dream when they took him in the second round. No. And it never was gonna be. So that's why I didn't like that thing. Yes. But Drew Sample was not the exactly. guy. Could no chance of being the guy. That's Where why Mayor, Mayor could be. He no could one be should have expected him to be. Drew Sample should have been. Exactly. He didn't have the production. Exactly. Yeah. So you're out on Mayor in the first round. You're out on Jones. I saw because uh, well, I want to. I want to. I want to follow up. Sorry, Joe. I am. A I'm out on tight end. I okay, like Mayor a whole lot. I was about to say Mayor is the only guy I would consider at 28 at tight end. I wouldn't right. consider another one. So, same page with that. I'd like Darnell Washington a whole bunch. 25 I just want to pick... catches. 25 catches. Exactly where I was going. Let me check. Drew Sample. Right. <laughs> now, the, the difference there is he's got a guy that's probably going to go top 12 or 15 next year ahead of him. So, like, you understand why mm-hmm. Darnell Washington didn't have more. But you're I'm right. Just, like I, I There's no way i take that risk in the first round. At one, when I put them through the formula, it says second round because yes. of the production. I would love so. him at 60. Love him at 60. So Mayer's the only one that comes out as a first rounder. Number two is actually Laporta right now. And I, it would have to be a pick 60 and that's it. Yeah. Cause he can't, he's not his a profile is rock solid. Yeah. That's tight end you. Sorry, Joe. Go ahead. I no, you're I good. Excited. I get excited. I, I've done. I've done 15 shows this week. <laughs> you're good, man. I, I'm not exaggerating. I think that's on the low side. Seven. If you do it, well, yeah. This is you're the do- seventh one for Bengals and Bruce. Yeah, on top of doing Ice Fan show. That's the grind right there. I'm trying, I'm trying to be like Joe Goodberry one of these days, where someone will pay me money. I start charging people, man. Um. Yeah, I was saying, so... I'll, I, send, I saw, him I'll send him feet pictures, too. I, I saw you say you were out on, on Dewan Jones. Good money, though. Yeah. Um, just because of his, his lack of, uh, you know... One, it's one the entire test. picture with Dewan Jones. Okay. Because I think not testing um, probably gives credence to some of the worries that are probably going around the league of with his weight, uh, with how much he loves or cares about football and how much he can control his, his body. Uh, and I, I think the fact that he didn't want to weigh in, he refused. I'm not even going to weigh in again at the pro day. People were looking at him. Uh, I just saw Rick Spielman was on the serious uh, NFL show today. Former GM of the Vikings, Rick Spielman said, there's bets going around in the inner circles. Is he under or over five, 400 pounds right now? Yeah, I so see like, that too. I see that. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's, chat. So I put him through the thing and it says third round. I still think he goes round two. I don't think yeah. he goes round one, to be honest, because I think he is a unique player. He's a unicorn because of the size. Now we do. We just signed Orlando Brown, and there's guys like Trent Brown, and there's been a couple other six foot, yeah. seven and a half plus that guys that are three hundred fifty pounds. 
Like, and, right. but that's the thing. We're respectful about like everything yeah. well, you say. You you know has a point, and I'm so, just like, I, it's just what I see that I think he could be Orlando Brown. He could be. That would be the comparison. I even said that before he even tested. Like, the, and he only ran the forty, but. Uh, that it, people are going to look at Dwan Jones and say Orlando Brown, and I would agree yeah. that would be the hope. But we have to remember Orlando Brown but, in the third round because of yeah. it, because people right. were scared of of how big yeah. and slow he was. Tested like shit, and I and that, yeah. that was one of the things that that you mentioned was like, well, that's probably why you know I said I well I said I don't think he tested because he was going to test like Orlando Brown, right? And you're right. like exactly, which is a good thing. Did like, Brown, have the, yeah, right. did Brown it, have the wingspan that that Dewan has? Nobody had the wingspan Dewan has. Even even Trent Brown, the other six eight three fifty guy who plays for the Patriots, had like thirty one and a half inch arms. Like yeah. he did not have. Like nobody has what Dewan's wingspan and length is insane, and it's why there's even times he's off balance or the one leg is dragging behind him, and he's just like orbit. He's just right. making guys run so far around. Yeah, I will that's, say that's lap him. You made Dale. Well, lap him all right. Like I was saying, he's just he's different. He's a unicorn, as Joe said, but but Lapham also said the same thing that he thinks he's a late second round, and Lapham literally played in the NFL, so that's where I'm like, shit, if I could get him at sixty, I'd love it. I just don't think he makes it there, mm-hmm. and I I think I personally have him higher, but you just two guys draft, dude <laughs> that'll go potentially ahead of him: Matthew Bergeron of uh, Syracuse and Blake Freeland. Uh, BYU. Oh, you think Freeland will? Well? Look at the top 10 offensive tackles in the league. The only bad athlete is going to be Orlando Brown. The all rest are elite athletes, and Freeland is Freeland that. Has, has played. He started when he was 19 and played well when he was 19. Number like, one on PFF uh, grade-wise is Blake Freeland, by the way. His great – his freak. So his – right now, out of all offensive linemen I've gotten the thing, Blake Freeland's number one. Uh, and it's not it's i've got like a third round grade on him yeah. but the process hey. is saying the process is saying you're I, wrong He's, I, you're, I agree. Yes, i'm with you on that one he like i talked to parker blake about him like constantly because i'm like this guy is you just don't know six eight and he's like 300 yeah and 307 I said I think it earlier i'm like He's small, and people are like, "Oh, three hundred pounds is small." I'm like, "When you're six eight, yeah, I mean, like yeah. in the NFL, he needs to add a lot of functional strength and things yeah. like that." But he's played well; he tests well. All signs like that point toward being mm-hmm. a good player. Yeah, and even like Andrew Whitworth was six seven and some change, but he was three thirty five to three forty. Yeah, I was going to say he was almost three forty. His boy. legs were skinny; he had dead bod at six seven, right? But like. It worked. He had enough strength and, and power, and then he kept his lower half athletic. So, like, if Blake Freeland, man, maybe in a year or two, like, dude, put on 25 pounds, and yeah. that might be the, the ticket for him. I so could who- see him being, like, one of the best left tackles four years from now. So yeah. I just It's not a guy that I could see being the guy next year for any team. And so the other thing that we're trying to add this year to our O-line and draft database is how young they were. So we did, we've we've known a breakout age for wide receivers, right? We want guys mm-hmm. that produce when they're young. The Bengals yeah. love this. Like almost every receiver they draft, who are guys that broke out, played at 19 and 20, and were producing I'm, for their team? Hold on. I feel like me and Joe are taking it. A- but man, I swear I've learned half of fucking the shit I do when I scout players from Joe, from the past fifteen years. So if you want to subscribe, that five dollars is well worth. <laughs> <laughs> so this is 
Neil Engelberger, who's been helping us build our spreadsheet this year, he was like, dude, I got some data here if you want to look at it. And he basically put together, you want to say hi? This is Holly. This is the youngest. So he goes, dude, look at the top 25 offensive linemen over the past five years based on PFF grading. And look at their college production. Look, and he he started to to put a whole chart and a formula together that if they started playing in college and played at a certain level uh, before 20-ish and a half years old, they almost – all the guys that are good offensive linemen in the league have hit this mark. And I'm like, okay, so who doesn't hit the mark this year? And it's Darnell Wright. He did not play well until this past year at Tennessee. Yeah. He was dog shit for the first three what, years. Left tackle, left tackle is undraftable. Right. He actually was right and then left, left, and then right again. Oh, so, I like, I get right it at, as a freshman, though. So, well, yeah. I give him a pass. But, yeah, he was terrible. So, and I can't find a top 20 offensive lineman that didn't that has his type of trajectory from college into the NFL. It's going to be scary to even draft him. And I think he might be the most – looks like on tape the most pro-ready tackle, especially right tackle in this draft. So, yeah. uh, it's concerning. Well, Matt so, Miller has said that's a big riser. Like, a lot of people think he goes in the top 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think teams look at the stuff or even care or even they're like, no, he's good. I don't care. He finally hit the light bulb turned down. Great. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe, who who are three guys that within reason that you would be excited about taking at 28? Yeah. So you only hear me when I'm out on guys, right? There are guys right. I am in on, but it's well, again, he's very high on. I know that. Well, there's two guys last year. Let's so give me the example. I, I'm going to eliminate guys from contention from this. So I want as a small sport as possible. Hopefully, one of them are there, and we can we can take one. Right? Last year, George Karlaftis was nine on the board. Dax Hill was ten, or it was the other way around. And I'm like, there's two guys still there. As we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, and one goes thirty and or thirty one and. and what would it go? Yeah, 30 and 31. Yeah. And I'm like, you got two top 10 guys still there available at the end of the first round. So I still think that is a possibility. Again, like I said, there's going to be like Blake Freeland is going to be the top offensive lineman, it looks like, in this on our spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they take him at 28? Is that too high? Is that too crazy? But I also think like if well, he's I, not going to play right tackle. Why wouldn't he? He did it at the Senior Bowl. Well, watch the senior bowl practices, and I'm like, he look actually looks like he's okay. Well, what and Frank Pollock's history would make us think he would take a six eight, three hundred pound guy at right tackle. What is history said for him? I mean, does it say he only likes he big likes, guys? He, he likes them big. He likes he them likes, big. He likes them chunky. Anyway, right. Well, Jackson Carmen wasn't the longest guy either, though, and yeah, yeah. he drafted him. And but I don't know if Carmen was his pick either. Right, so and to play guard. he was. He drafted Billy Price, who was small for a center. But but back then, back then for the Jets because he was on the Jets when they drafted him, and then uh, Collins for Beckton Cowboys, and then he brought Collins in again. Collins is small. Did you know that? Look up his profile. Yeah. Six, yeah, he's six four. He's got smaller arms than Jonah Williams. Thickness wise, thickness. He's a thick boy. Yes. Yeah. If we're talking thickness and density, so let me get back big. to players I I like. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Like, Pollock likes them thick, and that's right. why I think I have a chance to be like. Pollock Don't we all? Dentory, my pants are already off. I want Kalijah Cansey to be there. 
I know you did. I think Kalijah Kansi okay. would be awesome. I think he'd be exactly what we need. I think he mm-hmm. would add an element of athleticism and pass rushing speed and versatility that we do not have. You got to think about the Bengals' defensive line. They're all lining up at the same spots all game, and they're just rushing. Like, can we get a guy that moves around a little bit? Back up three tech. Yes. Right. Or Carter, because they I'm I still think of them as a three four defense. So like Hill was kind of the five tech. Carter was the three tech. Like, I want better than that. I want Clyde Jacansi in that spot. Oh, yeah. Um, I think underrated guy would be Will McDonald. And I know he's 24, and that kind of goes against what I usually think for drafting young dudes. But he's produced the whole time. He you know, at these COVID years are giving us older prospects when we don't want it. Uh, but his pro- profile is pretty strong and he's, but he's like 253. I know, I know he's, I get very, that. he's very athletic as Glenn or as a, so think right. of the Bengals D line, right. right? And now everyone's just Sam Hubbard is not coming off that left end spot. If we want to replace mm-hmm. Sam Hubbard with a pass rusher, who do we have on the roster? Cause Osai doesn't go over there. He's only on the other side with, with Hendrickson rotating. Sam, give me, give me yeah, Sam point rushing the damn passer. So I give me a guy that can rush the passer from Please. left end. Will McDonald, Kenny's the only guy that gave Darnell Wright even any kind of trouble at the senior bowl with spin moves, long arms, in and out moves, ghost moves. He was killing him. And would you take a fourth to fifth edge in round one? Yes, because in a year, and that's why I take D tackle also, because in a year, DJ Reader may be off the team and they may not extend him. In two years, Hendrickson may be off the team and they may not extend him. I, I could agree with making moves like that if we would have addressed free agency more than what we have. So okay. you would rather take a Michael so – let's say it's Kalajikansi and Michael Mayer. They need a tight end. They got nobody. But Kalajikansi is only going to play 500 snaps this year because he's part of a rotation. Well, Maybe only in your nickel pass But Will McDonald is not my conversation on it. I think you're so, thinking best case scenario. There are scenarios as well where the top 25 guys are guys we all like that went, and we're looking at this class in particular where I think there may only be like 15 for clear first rounders. I have 20. I have 20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping one of the top corners fall to us, like Deontay Banks, mm-hmm. uh, even Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Um, you know, and even they all have issues in their the profiles best. as well. Like Banks yeah. is older. And if you're not going to start him as it, if you're going to be a 23 and a half year old, the, the peak for corners is 23, 24, 25. And then it starts to come down after that 26, 27. You're still in the range, but that's it. You start to come down. Yeah. But you're not starting him to start week one. You may, but if not, if Wuzier is healthy and he's on the bench, then you're Shreely wasting Lye. one of his prime years. Shreely Shreely Lye Lye but it's the last year of his deal too. It's you right, know, and I don't yeah. think they'll keep Awuzie unless I don't think you know, something happens. Reader, readers last year, Awuzie. That's what I mean. Like, so, I feel like we have a lot of holes plus a lot of guys coming on there last year that I, I wish we would have filled a couple more spots to this point. Agreed. So, so I've been I've been leaning more towards the uh, Kalajikansi uh, area. On in the first round picks, I've, I I was saying early, last night, Dewan Jones, no matter what, just joking around with the guys. But um, so I'm I'm looking. No, I'm I'm looking at. I was looking into uh, some some potential offensive tackles later in the draft, and I know everybody says if you want an offensive tackle, you draft them in the first round or else. Third. First two at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was wanting to get your thoughts on uh, uh possibly moving One left tackle. To right tackle, and uh, the the guy I was interested in was uh, Maryland's Jalen Duncan. He had a terrible year. 
Okay, I, I was just going by him. You cut out. Did you did you freeze him? Or are you just really thinking? I think we lost Eric. <laughs> I was gonna say he said Jalen Duncan for you, Joe. Yeah, I was I'm, thinking more like Wanye Morris and uh Warren McClennan. I know that's guys Parker Blake likes. Yeah. So J- Jalen Duncan out of Maryland, he'll be 23 as a rookie. Uh, the way he grades out is like a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder. Uh, and that's largely because he's maybe the most penalized player out of all offensive linemen. So once out of every 84 snaps, he was penalized in college. I mean, that's that's once a game, Damn. basically. He's, all right, he'll give you 17 penalties this year if, uh, if that's the route you want to go. PFF absolutely Blaine. hates him in terms of every single – yeah. <laughs> like metric you could take. Yes. So uh, yeah, I, I, I had that the other day. I seen that and I go, holy shit, he's on like the third page of the PFF. Right. So like true that. pass sets efficiency, right? You want to be like 95 and above 96, 97, 98 are the good guys that are going to go in the first round. He's at 92. Like he is not even, mm. there's no one even at 93. There's one guy at 94. Like he, like they absolutely think he had a horrendous year. So it would be all tools. I can't wait to see who takes him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if you're like Wanya Morris or someone like that, you're I'd much rather have a guy like that. At uh at running back, is there is there a guy that you really love for for the value as far as where he's projected to be? Yeah, I keep coming back to Izzy Abanacanda from Pitt um, because he's two fifteen and he's got home run speed. Twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't have any passing game production because he just didn't use him in that fashion. So it's like maybe his value would have probably gotten too high had they have used him there. So it's really an unknown. So I'm not going to kill the guy for it. It's really the knock is he would probably be like your RB one type. And if like Zeke Elliott was your P Ryan, that could work. Right. You know, so you may need to, to find someone that uh, if he can ease into that passing game duties, uh, but it's a crazy deep, uh, running back class crazy deep i you guys do these simulators every time i take one in the second or the third or even the fourth round sometimes and i think a band of canada goes in like the fourth every time uh i get in the fifth and i go well jesus i'd like this guy too or this guy or that guy or ty j spears or deuce vaughn or tucker right sean tucker and he's like in the sixth round in some of these and i'm like okay johnson is another guy with not a lot of wear and tear on him it's crazy deep, actually. I'll switch to the page real quick and go to uh, running back. So, Glenn, the- what do your bills need? <laughs> hey, look- don't feel bad for me, Dale. I'm, do, I'm, do, look, I'm I, a, when this is Joe's like thing, I'm a student. When Joe's when Joe's up here teaching, I have to go to him because the draft isn't my thing. Like, obviously, the bills need offensive line and. Uh, D line and linebackers and wide receivers. We got a left tackle. Go to Williams back. for sale. <laughs> yeah, I, I He'd be better than Spencer Bobby Brown. Hurt. He might be, but Bobby Hart and a second rounder. I told Joe. I, I, yeah, and we, all Bobby said, we all said yeah. we would take it because we want the second rounder and we're shooting Bobby Hart into the moon. Baby. <laughs> yeah, Saskatchewan. Well, if you don't take, we'll take a bag of chips take Bobby over Hart. If you don't take Bobby Hart, it's a fourth rounder then. Damn it. No, so. we'll yeah. take Bobby Hart because we can easily just cut him right after. Yeah, we'll cut him. Yeah. Throw yeah. us one throw us one of those uh those sandwich sandwiches too. Oh, which one? The one I had yeah. yesterday? Yeah, that one looked whoo. Sorry, I'm, that thing I'm was, a food guy too. 
That was an Italian. There was a chicken cutlet in there. There mm-hmm. was a chicken cutlet in it. Latinas, Joe, right there. I haven't met Latinas in a long time. Did it still smell They're like making... funky cheese? It, it, well, there was actual, <laughs> there was like actual uh, mozzarella in there, like the soft ball mozzarella sliced up with arugula and Italian dressings and seasonings. And yeah, it was, it was pretty good. They make their own rolls too. You know, another guy I was going to get to for the first round as well, that maybe like an underrated, I don't think it's crazy because he grades this high and man, he would be fun. But if they took Jameer Gibbs at 28, people would lose their damn mind. Right. But think of adding a Jamal Charles, Chris Johnson type dude to this offense and like, have them run a route, a t- watch them run Texas routes versus Texas and how they're panicking on third and th- third downs and late in the game because they can't cover them. And he's just undressing these linebackers. Like that would be fun. Teams would be like, Oh my God, not only do we have to worry about Higgins and chase, we got this guy who's legit fast running back and you can run them isolation routes and he's just going to undress guys. You, you are speaking right to my soul. Like, I would be so fucking excited if we right. drafted Jameer Gibbs. I'd be like, like and he's not going to, he's not going to, he's oh, not going to fall to 60. So, right. and apparently, if, if the Bengals are in love with them. They're going to have to take him at 28 or, or trade back a little bit. Um, so it's just like mm-hmm. 28. You're hey, right. if, if some of the other top guys are gone, right? Like, I don't want to reach on a tackle just to take a tackle. I don't want to reach on a corner. Just take a corner. Like, fuck. Yeah, let's let's take the best player yep. available. Robert, I was just about to say that, too. Apparently, you're a man after uh, playoff P's own heart, too, because yep. it seems like Oops. he wants that guy on, on, on the Bengals roster as well. Yeah, and then, like, maybe Northwestern's defensive tackle, Adebuare, who tested like a freak. And his oh, production yeah. scores are actually really super high because Northwestern yeah, yeah. as a whole um, struggled to get any type of pressure. So him getting – the amount of pressure and sacks and tackles for loss. He did actually stands out really high. 95th mm-hmm. percentile production score tested like a 99th percentile athlete. He's raw, but yeah. You know. So it, Hold on. it seems Hold to on. Be- I just got Go back and I heard audible warrior, which I love him so much. <laughs> and You're just a talking I, circle. I like this. Yeah. My, my dream was getting him at pick 60. Oh, pulsating circle. And I don't, I think he's going to go first, early second now. What do you think, Joe? You know, I still think he does go in the second, but that's why we were just, if you missed the first part, I was talking about guys that maybe if the, if the run happens and I could see picks 25 through 40 being very weird because of, I think there's like, like we said, if there's 15 to 20 first rounders, I think there's like 60 guys in the next yeah. bucket. Top of players. It is. And then, and, but the, the day two is so rich. I feel like that you can move those guys any way around. And Adebari is one of those guys that if he, if a team likes him because maybe a run on defensive tackles happen or just the freak athletes that right. pass rushers tend to be. And he is. Yeah. I could see him going between 25 and 40. Yeah. His arm length too. Like everything about right. him is. Like, if there wasn't Cancy in this class, I feel like he would be our biggest man crush. Mm. He's just so raw. Like, even yeah. the, the flashes are insane, but you're, like, waiting 20 plays to see it again, and then you see it again. You're like, oh, and then it well, disappears. Well, Cancy's a little sick. Like, he's not great in the run game and stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, the other thing you missed, Dale, we were talking about Gibbs. 
potentially at 28. Uh, 28. Well, that's what uh, somebody said. If I he's there at 60, I was like, I would run to the freaking podium. Uh, I would he's trade not up. not going to make it to 60. If yeah. he's there at 45, so, I'd consider trading up. Yeah, I, I would yeah. be with that too because he's so sp- – like he would be running back one if it wasn't a Saquon in this mm-hmm. class, which that's how I – that's what I consider. Yeah. Be John. Be John so it, it seems to me like – and I hate to bring this up, but pre-Foster Moreau's – uh, issues Sorry, that he's having right stuff. now. Hodgkin's it seems like they were kind of, up. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Praise up, praise up for a speedy recovery. But it seems like they were kind of um, in that train there, and that they just kind of lost out. Do you? Could you see? I I don't even know how to transition this, but could you see Cody Ford being their potential potential day one starter at right tackle? What and then the if f- he is. Fuck. And then they, because they're having to address all these other areas. Right. So if they trade Jonah and they're like, you know, we'll just, we'll go in the draft and then they don't get a guy. Right. And then they get one in the third, fourth, fifth round that maybe you can't play right away. Maybe you can. Uh, And they're like, all right, let's go into camp and maybe Jackson Kerman and Cody Ford battle it out until uh, Leo Collins is healthy. Could I see that? Sure. I could definitely see that. Would that be good? No. Okay. Honestly, Hell no. Hell well, no. I would be fucking petrified. Cody I'd be Ford. looking at our, our early schedule. I'd be like, all right, do we play Cody the Steelers? Do we play the Browns? Because we're going to get destroyed. Cody Basically, I was, yeah. And Max Sharping, Derek. Basically, I was saying, could they get by no. until LC no. came back? No. With okay. So, LC. Like if you use like PFF grades was pretty fucking terrible, and if you use your eyes, he was pretty bad. Uh, so yeah. like, yes, could they get by? Of course, because Burrow gets the ball out so fast, because teams mm-hmm. can't blitz them, because because he just dices them up, because there's so many weapons making big plays and splash plays, and the team is better on the offensive line, you know. So it's not just Leal Collins. You've got you've you've upgraded now at left tackle. So could you get by? Yeah, of course you can. But even if Collins comes back. Mm-hmm. He had Kappa playing next to him. Collins had Kappa playing next to him. Yeah, so, right. just, but so I'm just worried. Yeah, That's I'm just worried saying, because of all the needs. I'm saying those guys get right tackle. We need a good yeah. right. But if you're waiting for Leal Collins to get healthy and be the savior, he hasn't been healthy in three years. Yeah, you're and right. like now he's coming off a knee injury. Like he's probably going to be worse than last year. Back spasms and I mean, he's, yeah. he's always hip issues. Hurt. Yeah. I'm just trying. I'm a, I'm a bright sider, so I'm trying to look at the bright side because of all the needs we have. Like if we were to forego the right tackle spot for now, best way to do it then is to get a tackle in the first two rounds. Fuck tight end, even if Michael Mayer's there, and let the strength of the draft play in your favor, which is yeah. tight end probably in the third round, running back in the fourth round, and you just say, okay, in the first two rounds we're going corner, D line, tackle whatever it may be, you can get two of those three in the first two rounds. And then you say, all right, fine. Whatever one we didn't get, we didn't get. And hopefully one of those is a tackle. And then the, in rounds three and four, you say, okay, we're getting a tight end and a running back, and we're hoping that we hit those picks. What yeah, are your my- thoughts on uh, Bergeron from Syracuse? Because that's a guy I see that could could be there at 60. Yeah. I, I have, like, I have a bunch of guys, kind of first-round guys, and I don't see him getting to 60. Bergeron's one of the only ones I see getting to 60, but I don't know if he's a right tackle. Yeah, I don't know either. I actually don't know what he is. He looks like a guard to me mostly. Uh, I don't love everything right. I watch on tape with him. 
I think he has flashes where he looks like he could potentially be a starter. And then other times where I'm like, I don't know, man, like what, before the testing, I was thinking third round and maybe he'll be all right. He just seems at, he, he, to me, he looked like Jonah Williams, which is, and then he tested really well. So it's like, if Jonah Williams was an elite athlete, he'd probably be a much better player. So does Bergeron go higher or than like a Dewan Jones because of that athleticism? I could see it. We've seen these guys get pushed up plenty of times. Brian O'Neill was supposed to be a third round pick, tested like a freak, ends up going in the top of the second round. Colton Miller, another six foot eight guy. So like not all these six foot eight guys end up testing uh, terribly like a Dewan Jones does. Sometimes yeah, they're, they're really like, good. It's like seventy pound difference as well. That's right. Fair. Right. You're right. But Colton Miller may be like a Blake Freeland as well. But Colton Miller actually had worse film. His feet were terrible. I know. I didn't like him coming out. I'm surprised. Yeah. And now he's a serviceable starting, even maybe even above average left tackle in the league. So I think the athleticism matters at tackle a lot. I mean, it's proven it has. And I think those guys could get pushed up. Well, and like me, I just kind of go off. I, I still film and I'm learning more about stuff. And I even asked you last year. That's the thing. I send these guys my draft stuff, but it's like a lot of it. I'm still trying to fine tune it. And and I we do go Joe to because and I love like that's the thing. I love the conversation with Joe when I can have it is because I'm like he knows the shit and I'm like, okay, and then and I still don't always have to agree with you. But yeah, but I'm hey. like, what he says is makes sense, and 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 he also is like, go to this site, go to that site, or check out mm-hmm. this score, that score, add that in too. Don't forget about that. At the end of the day, it's it's adding all the stuff up. Real quick, I just want to say congratulations to my co-host. We have officially made it. Um, Steelers Mark has turned his notifications on for Bengals and Brews, and he's constantly tweeting. When we say something, he's tweeting at us. So we uh, just want to say, hey, we, have we trolls. made it. We have trolls. So Really? Oh, hey, yeah. We he's made it, baby. Yeah. Well, hey, I, speaking of, I want to shout out the free person. It's one oh, of the yeah. first things yeah. I seen this morning. She... <laughs> Hey, I wonder what to wear he's a mask. doing. The first That's to wear a mask. Ranger. I love it. Well, I was wondering. Interesting choice of all. Hey, the Pink Rangers, oh, can we see your titties? Whoa, is it, are we at that part of the show? There it is. There it is. It's oh, it's after dark. Looking like a pepperoni. <laughs> Not the big pepperonis. Anyway, yes. Thank you to Bree. Yeah, Bree said we were her favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Are you mistaken? Did did you mean we do our our symbol cut does on. kind of look like locked on? So maybe she that's what I was on. thinking. But she mm-hmm. screenshotted our stuff, oh, and then yeah. she liked that I said it. Literally made me tear up this way. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I thought to I thought she tear. meant uh, Bengals and news. <laughs> nope, screenshot of the logo yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. I I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie, and I was like. Wow, I never thought that would happen. Yeah, Especially if a fe- green, like a, fe- a female listener, right? Like, yeah. can you talk in that thing? In. You have your ear AirPods in, don't you? Oh, he can't hear us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say. There he is. Yeah, I was about to say, can you even talk in that thing or 
He can't hear us. Yeah, we can, can hear him hear drinking, though. Can you hear everything? Like, can you hear us? He's just laughing. <laughs> Look, so the the AirPods fell. Oh, like, I couldn't. I couldn't put the helmet on with both AirPods in, so uh, I had to take one out, and then the other one fell out of my ear when I took it off, so I couldn't hear anything. Uh, oh, oh, that was right. That had to be right. I was going to say you heard showed the titty, and he showed. Yeah. <laughs> You had to hear that. Yeah. So, with all this Power Ranger stuff, I do have to ask because this is one of my favorite characters. Do you have the white Power Rangers knife? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. You both oh, do. You both have it. Look at these guys' fucking collections. They probably, wow, they probably, one of them probably has thing. one from the, like, the set. That's awesome. You know what? The I'm batteries. Ner- I'm nerding out right now for sure. Oh, the you fucking got here first. Oh, <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely nerding out right now. Watch this. That is beautiful. Oh, and the Green Rangers. Yeah, this is awesome. It's die-cast metal. Like this whole headpiece. Oh. How awesome is that? That's awesome. Out of 10. The coolest Dale, toy I ever saw. It. Dale, the we want to know. Your- I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna, get, I'm gonna <laughs> give it a nine point five. Yeah, it is. it is. The right. coolest toy I ever saw you share, Joe, was that fucking Iron Man helmet. Oh, I know. Got like the fucking helmet. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 faceplate that. Oh, uh oh. Go get uh-oh. it. Go get it. It's so fucking sweet. Have you guys seen it? Well, oh, then yeah. we also had Glenn with his Darth Vader thing was pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool as yep. well. It's morphing nice. time. Oh, I God. use I cannot find mine anymore. I had one of those as a kid too, and I I do not know where that went. Yeah, Green Ranger, Green Where's Ranger was vibrator? one of my favorites. Well, speaking of vibrators, I will tell you about vibrators. <laughs> what that damn rose thing? My wife loves the rose, so oh, I'm trying to get yeah. her to buy me the Mel Rose, and that thing looks all right. Yeah, is this an Am ad? Sorry, what? Is this an ad? Rose. Look at Joe's casting couch. Why is it? <laughs> he does have a casting couch. <laughs> Glenn, how many times do you sit on that casting couch? To be fair, that couch is oh, new. No. I get to sit on it. Oh, that's oh, a new no. couch. I was gonna say you guys have yep. sat in that room before. Speaking of, picture, I what? edited, I edited a photo one time um, of the casting room and the casting couch. I'm wearing one of Joe's shirts, and I, <laughs> I, saw I put. That. I put Joe's logo up on like in the picture on there and like when he bought this couch, he posted it on Twitter and I said, I'm sitting in here waiting for you. And it was a picture of me on the casting couch. It was hilarious. Oh, I love that. That was great. Awesome. Oh man. I love that. And speaking of the casting couch, what can somebody explain the whole Lamar Jackson and the porn star, like where all that came from? He's a rich athlete. I don't know. So, so Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. You know, he he represents himself. But there was supposedly this guy running around calling NFL. Oh, this is awesome. Sorry, we're gonna pause. Oh, yeah. Let me see it. He's gonna do How awesome is that? I can't hear you guys. So fucking dope. It's awesome. All I gotta know is if, if my son sees that, I'm gonna have to spend a lot of money. That's so sick. I know. Dude, I think I'm like, just kidding. That's for me. Yeah, they're, they're, much, they're not cheap. But much, yeah, I was gonna say, how much did that? Like, Glenn probably knows. They're so. not cheap. 
They're like three hundred and something dollars, I think. I yeah. can't. I am not at liberty to say. Yeah, that's fucking. I'm nice just though. saying because I've looked them up before. Over under five hundred dollars. Under. Yeah. Yeah, what are we under? Talking they're about they're, they're that, wondering. That, they're wondering how much. Uh, how much that? How much? Was. How much does it cost to be on the cou- casting couch? Is what we're trying to figure out. This is a nice couch. This couch. <laughs> <laughs> It's got plugs in it and stuff and cup holders. Oh, God. What kind of plugs, bud? (laughs) (laughs) He kind of set me up for that. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, I love it. Good one. Right right in the seat. Oh, God. But no, the Iron Man. And with that. The Iron Man helmet over under $500. Yeah, I think that's probably the right range, to be honest. Price is right. Derek was ding, ding, ding. under 300 Derek, I, I mean know. I didn't buy I it around 300 was... I didn't buy it it was given to me oh. uh, yeah hey Chewy that's sweet <laughs> I love the helmet <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a hairy asshole to match that face baby <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make Glenn scares his dogs with that one he oh. chases the dogs Actually, he's he's coming in the room right now because he hears it. He heard it. Oh man! Well, I, I think that's uh. Is that the cue? Is that the cue to go? Yeah, I was gonna say that's fair. If I go if yeah. I go any longer, I will probably be divorced. So yeah, oh, thank yeah. you guys. Like for, you for matter. So I mean, time. Joe Goodberry's taught he could have made like eight million dollars tonight. Instead. He made zero million here with us. Yep. Unpaid. <laughs> hey. Shoot the shit with us. Absolutely. Joe, Glenn, we appreciate you guys coming Thank on. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick, shout out everything. I'm you scared got for that on. dog with Glenn with that mask on holding the dog. <laughs> scared for the dog. So Sir. that's why the dog the dog came in because he heard the mask. And if we got Star Wars on the TV and Chewbacca's going, he starts going berserk also. It's his dude. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, plug, real quick. plug your stuff. Or Glenn, you could just plug Joe's yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, Glenn's his agent. What are we plugging? Yeah, follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe for... Goodberry. Subscribe to his <laughs> Twitter. Stuff. It's um, it's cheaper than getting fake verified, which I pay for also. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it comes with a lot more opportunity. And, and prepare yourself for the draft, this upcoming off season in the summer. And then be there before anybody else does when the regular season comes mm-hmm. around before the Bengals go uh, 14 and three. You'll be there and you'll be one of the OG fans. What about what about uh, your personal Twitter at least? Mine? Yeah, yeah. You'll, for the- you'll find me. I'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck nobody cares. I'll, 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 find find I'll stop Glenn's. Glenn, what's your handle on Twitter? Are you kidding me? He doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> I know it is. Here's Glenn. Here's Glenn. Here's Joe. All this love. All this. He knows. Like, Glenn, are you even on fucking Twitter? Yeah. Glenn, you Glenn, got a Twitter? What's yours? Glenn's over there like, listen, his phone number is 1-800-CALL-GOODBERRY and has all these stats. Uh, and then Joe's over there like, what? Yeah. At Glenn Goodberry 4, Goodberry variant. You can follow me for all your... Uh, Pizza, food, pizza, food, wings, wings, and Bills fan stuff. But I also tweet, like I said, Bengals stuff. And uh, people are actually pretty receptive to a Bills fan 
I think it's the Goodberry name, but when I got something to say about the Bengals, people have said stuff to me, and then Bengal fans, like, jump on them. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is uh, – Goodberry's all right. So yeah. that's cool. Well, you're hey. all right. You're more than all right to me, brother. I love you. you. We're, yeah. like, the same age. You're you come after ass, Glenn, you're coming ass. after family. I, I fuck with you, Glenn. Ride or die. Love you fuck guys. with you, Dale. Always. Yeah. And, Nobody and Joe, disrespect family. Joe's got his Twitter handle up there, too, guys. Who day Joseph? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Joe Goodberry. <laughs> well, Glenn already plugged it, but you want to plug it again? He is nah. not your average Joe All right. right there. Derek, oh, you, Joe want Goodberry. Say, you want to say anything fucking stupid before we go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to plug my wife. Who baby? Let's go! It's time! Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Trippin' orange and black and white. Who day when we fight? Flip and die in these stripes. Uh. Now who gotta move like an Strike, sing and let the city know you rock them. There we go.